Hello, hello, hello. Hey guys. Back and we are black with a little bit of white today because we have finally <laughs> got <laughs> AKA, like whenever I see you, which is only at BravoCon, which has only been twice in person, I have to scream. Give Sonoma, because I don't know why your at is just so enticing for me. Yep. <laughs> and you always get me like, who is this bitch? And I'm like, hey, it's Kaya from Bravo Wild Black, and you're always so nice. And you say hello. And we love you on Instagram. We love you on threads now. And we <laughs> have been waiting so long to get you on the podcast because you are so charming online and then when you go and you watch your podcast interviews or your regular interviews with these Bravo celebrities, celebrities, reality stars, whatever you want to call them, you have a way of getting out tea without like, you know, trying to get out tea. Um, you are also just hilarious. We just wanted to get, you, get to know you a little bit better. And we've been waiting for you to come on the pod for so long. We wanted it to be under the right circumstances. Like, we are on YouTube, you guys. We are, you know, we've got the sound going. we got everything going. And we're just excited to have you here. Just thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank, thank you for, for having being me. Come on. Oh, my God, of course. That was a one very nice intro. Thank you for that. And two, I, I know, I feel like we've been talking about this for, like, over a year trying to make this happen. But I'm glad that I'm coming on. Uh, you know, now that I'm fully caught up on Married to Medicine, like I've been binging Married to Medicine for the past two years. And so I'm, I'm, I feel very blessed to be like caught up on that show. Um, and I feel like that's the perfect thing for us to talk about. So I'm just happy to be here. And uh, again, thank you for so much for that, for that nice intro. Of course. And you guys, um, if you see me scrambling at the end talking very fast, it's because I'm going to see the Renaissance movie. Um, because I already saw the tour in person. I'm so jealous. Same. Tickets <laughs> to go, and my black ass will not be late for that because I'm late for everything yeah. else. No, it's you have you you have your you have your priorities straight. I, I support this. Uh, like, look at the shirt. Like you have to be look there the on shirt. time. Yeah. It's from come it's on from now. The freaking Renaissance tour, you guys. So, oh, um, I but love it. yeah. Uh, first of all, we just wanted to ask you, how did you get? in the center of like reality meets pop culture, meets interacting with these celebs. I know that you've worked for a publication, probably multiple at one time, but how did you get where you are? Yeah, long story short, um, I was working right out of college for AOL and I wound up on the entertainment team. Um, and it was, it was, it was the kind of thing where it's like, I didn't really use AOL anymore, obviously. Like, I think it, it had been, it was kind of thought of this as this brand that like was past its prime, but it still had such brand recognition. So it got good access to celebrities and things like that. And I was interviewing like regular celebrities, which was a dream come true. I was like 23 talking to these people, but, um, I found that, and I was already watching Bravo. I've been watching Bravo since 2007, but I found that in the interviews, you have like a little bit of time with a celebrity, they're not gonna really tell you anything, right? Like they don't have to tell you anything. They can, they have their PR train, their media train, they know what to tell you. But the reality star though, I would like, I was interviewing like a couple of them and I was like, okay, these people, I realized these people make a living off of sharing their life. And it was a much better interview, which resulted in a much better article, which resulted in much better engagement and pickup. So um, I just sort of started leaning into interviewing Bravo people. Like I just sort of fell into it in that way. Um, and then it kind of converged with the tweeting. <laughs> like I, I just, I was always tweeting and live tweeting, but it's sort of at some point, I think started, started helping, like they both sort of helping each other, right? Like, so the interviews were doing well because my Twitter was doing well and vice versa. And then during the pandemic, I just leaned into live tweeting and that's when I really took off, honestly, because I had nothing else to do. <laughs> so I would just watch Housewives every night and tweet too much so that's sort of honestly where it was like I just leaned into what I saw working and what I liked doing and like it's just been knock on wood working ever since that's amazing and I want to know too who was the first Bravo Liberty that you interviewed who was the first Bravo Liberty I interviewed that's a really good question um 
an early one was death. So around the time that I was starting to do that, there were a couple of shows and a couple of people that were starting. So Potomac was just starting. Summer House was just starting. Margaret Josephs had just joined New Jersey. Dallas was in its infancy. So I, those were a lot of the people that I was really kind of like cutting my teeth to. And like, they, they've always been appreciative of the fact that I gave them press back when like, no shade, but like nobody really cared. You know, like early days of Summer House, nobody cared. Early, early days of Potomac, it wasn't getting the viewership that it is now. So um, a lot of those people were the people that were some of the earliest people, like Margaret Josephs. I did a phone call with her before her first episode ever aired. Um, I did a group phone call with Giselle, Ashley, and I want to say Sharice or something before their first season. Like, but but back then nobody really knew who they were, right? And so. And nobody knew who I was. So it was a good like way to get them exposure, but also help me practice doing these interviews. That's amazing. And I can tell by the way that they interact with you that they like appreciate you for I hope so. You know, getting to know them before they blew up. Yeah, that's what I try to do. Yeah, I don't I'm not I'm not there to just like sort of tick off the the boxes of like every headline you want to know about. I try to like get there sort of more organically through a conversation. That's all I've always tried to do. So other than obviously, this is the Bravo episode, you guys. So the plan is we are asking you to know the questions that we always wanted to know, but we are also just going to get into specifically married to medicine because this deserves its own episode and we could not wait to keep with you. But before we get into that, Right now, what are your top shows in general or reality shows, like your top five? Right now, let's see, on Bravo, I think my favorite ones right now are Salt Lake, Married to Medicine, and Miami. Even though Miami, I think it, it's not having like its best season, but I'm still re- I still find it really fun to watch every week. Um, what else am I loving right now? I mean, the Kardashians just finished and like I, hate them or love them. Like I can't look away. And I love it. Like I, I watched that show almost just like, <clears throat> excuse me. I watched the Kardashians show almost like studying and looking at, at, looking at it with a lens of like, what are they deciding to share with us and why, you know? So like, why are we seeing so much Tristan on, on the show this season? Why are they sort of, they, they plant seeds. That's sort of what they do. Like, cause they have control over what makes onto that show. So I find that show fascinating, honestly, cause they're just like such a force in culture. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to ignore them. I literally have been watching um, the Hulu one because obviously I watched it when it was on E, but it's, it was never really, I had to watch it that day or, right. you know, like it was just like, okay, these are the people that I have been, you know, brought up with, and so it was like a habit more than like a must watch, right? I was with, I was with Caitlyn through the transition, like I was with Kim through her divorce, through her multiple divorces, you know, and then when it came to Hulu, it's just become like background TV for me, and then what I love is I'm on East Coast, so a lot of people wait until three a.m to put out their episodes on Hulu, they come out right at 12. So I'm just in my bed trying to, waiting for my Xanax to kick in or my seven melatonin. <laughs> that's your, that's your bedtime like, story. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like they had such a strong start with season one. And then season two was just one huge ad and they heard us. So then season mm-hmm. three, we got a lot more from the main three, obviously, because Kendall and Kylie is never going to show anything. Like, we didn't even hear about... The only Travis that we heard about was Barker. And even Courtney was like, hi, yeah, I'm six months pregnant, basically. So Right, but, right. It's, um, it really is the Kim and Chloe show, if you really think about it. Exactly. And now Chris. Right. And Chris, yeah, Chris is very involved now. Yeah. But, so, yeah, it's, it's. I think it's... Very, and, yeah, the, the Kim and Courtney stuff is really, I think, what got that show back to where it should be, you know? Right. Like they, they realize that we want that interpersonal drama, you know? I think Whose they- side were you yeah. on though? Kim's, very much on Kim's. Were you not? I was on Courtney's because I feel- Really? Like, I just feel like, okay, I understand that Kim 
started all of this, right? But she really wasn't fucking with Dolce & Gabbana as much as she was before. She was very much into Balenciaga. She was, I mean, it's, they've always been there in the background, at, but it's just, Courtney finally decides to have a spawn combo Dolce & Gabbana wedding. And then now Kim is like, okay, I want to go into the archives. So I'm just like, you kind of did steal her entire thing. You have a point. I'm not going to argue with that, but I just think I get frustrated with Courtney these days because I feel like she, there's like a, I don't like the, she loves the word vibe. So I'm going to use her word. <laughs> she just like is putting off, like, even though she's in this like happy marriage and she's had, she just had a baby and like, there's all this good stuff happening in her life. She still just is putting out this really negative energy to me that I, I'm, I used to love her dry humor. I used to find her like hilarious, but now I just like find her to be just sort of like a energy suck. And I don't know, I feel like her, her and Kim are always going to be at odds in some capacity. Like they just like they they're kind of like oil and water sometimes. And I don't know. I just I just have more I respect get, for Kim for like being more upfront and confrontational with it. Well, yeah. When it comes to like the show, absolutely. But just the whole "you stole my wedding country" thing, I was just like, you weren't <laughs> touching Dolce and Gabbana, babe. Like you were not interested in them, you know, until. Courtney was like, let me have my whole wedding there. And then she like talks shit about the whole wedding. And then all of a sudden you're going to the archives and you're doing these things that you weren't even interested in. And right. I do agree with you that Courtney brings a certain Genesequa, I hate my whole family to it. And you know, that's fair. I feel like she's at the point where she just can't hide it now, but she's like, God, I have to do this fucking show. So right. I'm going to just suck it up and, you know, pretend that I could stomach them for more than an hour. It was like when they, like, this was the baby shop, well, the gender reveal episode. She tells them allegedly a day ahead of time, which I doubt it was a day ahead of time, but. Right. Uh, and it was just like, even looking at it on Instagram when it happened, I think it was what, that was April when it happened, May? Something like that earlier in the year when the actual gender reveal happened. I didn't see any like pictures of Kim, like, or Chloe really at all. And it was just her friends, you know? And that happened like, well, the, the pictures were uploaded right after they had that huge fight where. Kim was telling Courtney that all of her friends were talking shit about her to her. And I'm like, she really does not fuck with her sister. And I kind of get that. But Chris is like, you're going to film. I, yeah, I get it. I just think that she wants it both ways sometimes. You know, I think that she, I don't think she likes it. I don't think, I think that she doesn't gel well with like the, the machine of the show anymore and what her mm -hmm. family has the point that her family has gotten to. I think that she disagrees with a lot of it, but then she also wants, she wants that gender reveal on camera and she wants it to right. be about her and not post her family. Like I, I don't like how she wants to have her cake and eat it too. I like, think she, do you think she wants a spinoff? Probably. That's probably because a good point. I've never heard that, but that's probably lot. right. I was like, when does Courtney It'd ever be boring. want a wedding special just about her? Like, you know, there was Courtney and Kim and Courtney and Chloe, and that was just back in the glory days. But now that she's a little bit more mature, she's really fucking sick of them. She just wants to be with Travis all the time. But she's saying that she really doesn't want a lot of her life filmed, and then she comes out with an entire special. <laughs> it, right. Like just is angling for a Courtney, like, solo show. Right. Yeah. I had um, Mariah Smith, who used to was like a huge Kardashian expert on my podcast oh, right, recently. Right, right. And, she, and she talked about how, and I always forget this. And I think it's always a factor. Actually, she brought this up this point of like, Travis used to basically like be in love with Kim. And yeah. I think that that's always, I think that's always in the back of Courtney's mind. That's what, yeah. that's what Mariah was saying. And now, and she very much convinced me. And it's, I think it's, I think that that is making her a little bit self-conscious and thinking about this kind of in a, in a, in a different way than she's than she's ever going to let on. You know, they have not addressed that really, but I think yeah. that's always kind of in the back of her mind. 
I do. Yeah. Okay. And then the last, and then you know what else is, else is weird before I get to the last thing because Aaron has not been watching the Kardashians. So. Oh, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm like, Aaron, I'm I'm in. <laughs> You're not. Because I never talk about it. Listen, here. this is great because Kayla loves the Kardashians. So oh, I just said, I'm, I'm scratching the itch for you. I'm scratching the itch. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you. So, like, in addition to, you know, Travis wrote in his book that he was basically in love with Kim. So that's where, like, we really, like, found that out or whatever. But I think it's so weird because she also has that element of her family won't let go of Scott either. And she's like... Right. And Scott is always just, even though it's in a joking manner, he's always hitting on Chloe. And they're always spending all this, like, solo time together. So it's, like, very... Both of her, yeah. I think she probably she's probably carrying some resentment for the Scott stuff. And if you notice on that this this finale of the season, it opens with Scott's birthday dinner, and she's the only one not there. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, exactly. You know, and I just wonder like how the Christmas parties are when Scott's invited <laughs> and then Travis is there, and Courtney doesn't really want Scott there at all. But anyways, before we skip. To your last uh, reality show that you're living right now, or a regular show, um, my question, my last Kardashian question, is who do you think was talking shit about Courtney to Kim in the group chat? No one, or I, I, I almost think it's everybody. You know what I mean? Like I almost think it's anybody you might suspect was in that chat was in that chat, but because they're all just going to deny it they're all going to get off scot-free. That, that's kind of my hunch. Like, Kim's just not going to make that up. You know, that that group chat, not Courtney, existed. You Like, I, I believe her. She, she doesn't... One thing about Kim, she's not going to, like, pull something like that out of her ass. Like, that that existed. And I it sounded like, to me, she was implying that everybody who's close to Courtney was in that. Like, the friends, <laughs> Chloe. I I don't know. I know that I 100% believe that the group chat exists because I definitely have different group chats for different people in my family. Um, <laughs> it's just not as savagely late. Well, you know, it is what it is. It right. Um, but I just don't know if it's the close ones, like she said, or if it's just mainly the family. Like my whole theory Maybe. is it's just the sisters <laughs> and the mom. Probably. I could see that. I could totally see that too. Yeah. Okay, so totally. then your last pick? So it's actually the finale tonight, but I'm loving Golden Bachelor and I am not a Bachelor person. I used to be very much ingrained in that and like I used to love watching it sort of d during that sort of second golden era of that show. But it, in, the, in the past like three years, I've very much just like rejected it. I don't like it. But Golden Bachelor to me is like, is very much, is very pure. It got back to like what the show is actually about. I cried every episode. Like these yeah. people's stories were so emotional and like they all, a lot of them had lost their spouses. And I just find it really endearing. Too, but the same it's really fun, yeah. And, they, and like there's like been a tiny bit of drama, but like you roll your eyes at it because honestly, I actually genuinely like watching how much the women like support one another and like they cheer on when they kiss him and like it just I, fa I found it to be like a, a very successful experiment for that franchise it was something that we needed something wholesome something that I feel like he is going to find real love this isn't about Instagram followers this isn't about who's gonna you know but at the same time I feel like I won't be satisfied unless they actually do get married. That's I know. I need a wedding and I need a wedding special because it's just like, what are we here for if they're not actually going to be together forever? Not an engagement and they have a contract and they get a house and they get the down payment <laughs> on the house and they break up in a year. Like, no, I want you guys to get married legally because I'm too invested in this. And you know what? I saw that article about Gary. I did too. A fuck boy, but I didn't read it because I just don't need that negativity. <laughs> I don't want to hear about a 72 year old man being a fuck boy. Like I already have, I'm already dealing with that in real life. Like I, I can't, <laughs> especially before the finale. Like I can't do this. So yeah. I, I read that article. I read it. It, it was, um, Long story short, I thought that the framing of it being this like 
big takedown piece about Gary was really misleading. It's basically just about, it sounds like he maybe treated this woman not the best. Like there was a couple comments that he made and things like that, but like ultimately there was nothing that was like takedown worthy or like it, it, it was like his not so golden past. It was all just centered on this one relationship that was like, that we never heard about on the show. And it's like, okay, like that, this, we heard this woman's story and it's very valid, but like, I'm not, it just was very dramatic in its presentation, I thought. So it was giving the big takedown article for Bravo, but that's another story. That part. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so Aaron, I know that you probably wanted to ask yeah, let's make it a three -way. <laughs> about his new podcast. Yes, yes. Tell us about the new podcast. Yeah, it's called Gabbing with Gib. And, mm -hmm. um, Basically, just like some stuff changed at work, and I wanted to take my uh, own my destiny into my own hands. So I created it this uh, this fall, and it's two episodes a week. The first is an interview, like we talked about at the top of the show. It's mm -hmm. mostly Bravo people. I've had um, Larsa, Doctor Heavenly, um, Jordan from Winterhouse. Um, tomorrow is Julia from Miami, uh, Leva from Southern Charm. It's, it's I try to do a a big sampling of the shows. Um, and so that's Tuesday. And then Fridays I have people on and um, I'll have to have you guys on at some point to do some sort of like pop culture yes. discussion. It's usually about a specific yes. thing. It's not, it's not a recap show because I think a lot of people do that really well. Um, and so, you know, we've had an episode about the Kardashians, an episode about um, all the sort of younger Bravo shows like Southern Charm and Summer House and Made of Mom Rules. We've had, I had Danny Pellegrino on and we just talked about like every single Housewives franchise really quickly. Um, so it's really fun and like I, I'm trying to experiment with different formats and things, but um, it's totally independent. I'm having a great time doing it and um, thanks for asking about it. Can you actually do me a favor too? I want to know, can you ask Julie about her farm? Well, I, I already recorded that. It's on tomorrow, but what do you want to know? About oh, okay, okay. Curious. But what, what would you want to know about it? What other animals does she have? Because I think we just seen, was it goats? goats and then also the chickens because she always brings eggs wherever she yes. goes for that <laughs> yeah yeah so so Julia, Julia, is, Julia is interesting your dream guest is my dream guest is probably Andy because I I feel yeah. like Andy I just he just did a today show profile with Evan Ross Katz and it sounds like when you interview him you can basically ask him anything there's nothing off the table because he, he, I mean, he's obviously very media trained. He knows how to skirt questions and give you an answer, like a non-answer. Um, but I think that'd be kind of like an interesting challenge. You know, he, he's on the other side of things as well as on, on camera. So like he knows how to uh, kind of work those interview situations. And I think it'd be, I'd want to get some, some tea out of him somehow, but like, it's, I think it's hard to get some stuff out of him. I, I feel hope like so. it would be you guys having a chat. And in that, he's going to see that your podcast isn't like, it isn't necessarily a gossip podcast. This isn't necessarily right. a recap podcast. It's more of a conversation. Yeah. And in yeah. that, he's going to find some comfortability. And whenever you find comfortability with someone, you end up just telling them like your life story. So I am totally here for that, especially because you have been so instrumental in the Bravo verse, like, not just online, but like, I feel like some interviews that you do, like that comes up on the show. Maybe, maybe it's a topic on Watch What Happens Live. So I'm gunning for you to have Andy oh, and then thank you. have him send him our way. <laughs> Please. Perfect. It could be a two for one, you know, two for one special. <laughs> so is there anything else that uh, you are doing that you would like to bring up like are you have is there going to be merch is there going to be like a companion but i don't know like anything else that you want to no i think I, i'm i mean I, I just launched it a month ago so i'm just kind of honestly trying to like get it on solid footing and get everybody from my old pot who subscribed to my old podcast that was through my job to come to mm -hmm. this new one and know that this is where i'm doing all my bravo stuff now all my reality tv stuff now um and I, you know, we have a TikTok page, we have an Instagram page, I have a newsletter where I promote it. So like, just anybody who's listening or watching to this, like, go check it out. And I, I try to, again, I try to have a, I try to have a way in for everybody, right? So even if you don't even watch Bravo, go listen to the Kardashian one, go listen to the 
Taylor Swift one, go listen to the BravoCon recap even. Like, um, like I try to have a, a way in for everybody. So if you only watch Winter House and those kind of shows, go watch that. I have Married to Medicine people on. I actually just recorded with Sweet Tea. So uh, that's going to be, that was actually a pretty good one. And then I actually have Dr. Simone on. So like I get, I get people that I, I hope can, again, everyone has a way in, you know, and that, that's what, that's my goal, I think, for, for Gabby with Gib. And you and, know the people. Yeah, like you are part of, what do they say on Potomac all the time? The blogs, I feel. <laughs> okay, this is not just your run-of-the-mill we're gonna have all oh, this housewife on. Like you really appreciate all of these women who put so much time yeah. in on these shows, and even uh, like you know, Southern hospitality people, family karma people. Like yeah. that's how we are. Like we treat these shows with the same respect. Obviously, housewives, is, you know, housewives. But at the end of the day, like we're watching all of them. So at the end of the day, y'all yeah. have us tuned in. And you just made the perfect segue into what we have called you to the table about, which is Married to Medicine. Married yes. to Medicine. Aaron, where do you want to the start moment. off? Do you want to start off with the ending of the last episode, which is when Quad came in mm. in the beginning of this episode, and we just give our thoughts about everything. First, I want to ask Gibson too. Like, how do you feel about this season's cast now that they've added Phaedra and we have Sweet Tea and we have uh, Dr. Alicia okay. too? Yes, Dr. Alicia. Yeah, Dr. Alicia. I feel like we haven't been exposed to enough to really get yeah. on her. I, at least for me, that's how I feel. <clears throat> um, she's gorgeous, but I just I feel like we don't know that much about her yet. Um, I feel like Phaedra has brought something to the show but i still need her to like sink her teeth more into it and i think that we'll i hope that we'll see more of that it's funny how like we haven't even heard like since the first episode anything about her supposed doctor boyfriend that got emojis on his face like it's just that's kind of <laughs> makes me laugh honestly but um and then sweet tea you know i think i actually really like sweet tea i think she kind of came in um to like an impossible situation you know she came in as dr greg's new fiance and we've all had you know 10 seasons of build-up of like loyalty to quad and who I, and i'm a quad i'm a quad girl so i i'm like it's i, I even have like a little protect i feel like we're all kind of protective of what this was going to be you know um but i thought i kind of she makes me laugh i don't know sometimes intentionally sometimes unintentionally <laughs> but i really i really like this cast and obviously i love that we have so many ogs and essential ogs and heavenly like I don't know. That, that I like the constant of, of Married to Medicine. That's what I like about it. I feel the exact same way. Think? Yeah. Especially about Sweet Tea. It's like I'm still filling her out. In, but I, it's like every episode I'm like, I don't hate her. Yeah, so I know. I don't hate thing. her. I do not hate her. I do not hate her. Yeah. I feel like, you know, again, I think we were kind of set up to try to want to hate her, you know, but I don't, I don't feel that way about her. I genuinely don't. Okay, how you how do you feel about this cast? I I love this cast. I don't hate mm -hmm. Sweet Tea at all. Um, I don't like her necessarily, but I don't hate her. And I will say that Phaedra has brought a certain shady, like great bridge between Quad and the other ladies. Because originally I was like, okay, how is this going to work? And especially when they were talking about how Quad really doesn't want to fuck with the other ladies and we didn't know if Quad was coming back and that whole situation and we see it kind of like play out on camera also but Sweet Tea brings, she's raw she's real, she is not media trained, she's not reality TV trained and she's not ready for what she is in so that's what makes her so entertaining to watch so I won't say that I like or dislike her but I will say that she has brought so much to this show that I can't look away. That's how I feel. It's like that's such a great media training. Yeah. Please shut up, but also <laughs> please keep talking. You know. <laughs> right. I, right. I, exactly. I, say I, more. Give us more mess. Exactly. Like she's in an impossible situation, but at the same time, she's saying that she didn't watch the show. that she was in a group for older <laughs> men, uh, you know, dating older men, and that's how she got referred to Dr. Greg. 
uh, when we clearly saw that she was a fan of Quad, when Quad, and that's that's kind of why I don't dislike her because she's been straight up a fan. When Quad entered her bachelorette party, any other human being on the face of the planet would flip the fuck out or tell her to get the fuck out. She comes in, sweet tea is like Quad, sit here. Same. That's a fan. Can you blame her? Yeah. Okay. I okay. Agree. So, I'll t- can, I, can I tell you? I asked her about that. Can I tell you what she yes, said? Yes, please. So I was like, yeah. So I was like, because because I the one thing I was I was annoyed about this season so far is that we got so many teasers and trailers about the bachelorette party, Quad and Phaedra walking in, and they showed yeah. Sweet Tea having this like meltdown. We all thought it was about Quad walking in, <laughs> and then and then it, it ended up being about something with her sister that I didn't totally under. I don't even remember what it was, but. It, was it's inconsequential but so i was like i was really impressed with your reaction to quad coming in like you had just freaked freaked out about something else and she was like you know my friend had just been in my ear like you can't do that again basically like i so i think that she i think in that moment she didn't want to give them the reaction they wanted that's what she said but also like her friend had been just said in her ear, like, no, you can't do that again. Like, don't, like, don't, like we can't have two in one night, basically. That's understandable. So, and if you want to believe that, yeah, you know, you can or you won't. But uh, that's what she said when I just talked to her like an hour ago. I can oh see, I can see that. You are oh, my God, it's like an hour ago? Yeah. Fresh come on. 6 p.m. This, <laughs> this episode is going to come out on Saturday. Okay. So... And this is Thursday. Anything else that you said or that you talked about that was interesting? Because people are going to listen to yours first because it comes out on Friday. No, no, no. So tomorrow's the Julia. Tomorrow's my Julia episode. So this won't. I don't think Married to Medicine comes out for another week. Actually, because I'm because I'm combining her with with Simone. So I but I can talk about it. It's my it's my own thing. So I can talk about it. Okay, give us a little bit more. Not everything, but just so people. Yeah, I asked her. Yeah, it sounds like. It sounded to me like, you know, because I was really curious what her expectation was coming into the situation. Cause it's like, she was mad about Quad being brought up at the engagement party. And, you know, it's like, but it's sort of like, what do you expect coming into a, a group and a show that she's been on for 10 years? You know, I was sort of like, what was your expectation? And it sounds like Heavenly was, Heavenly was the one who reached out to her to bring her onto the show and really buttered her up. And, and she felt really safe with Heavenly. And, you know, they went on a walk together and all these things. And then I think immediately when the cameras went up, Heavenly switched it up on her, you know, and now Heavenly's going like in, she's tweeting so much. She's doing all the YouTube, all that stuff. And like, I think that that's, she told me she's hurt by it. She's, she's like, I feel uh-huh. like, I feel like hoodwinked basically. Um, and it was interesting hearing that, you know, cause and, and, and I think the one thing that I feel like we all know about Heavenly is like, she does all this cause she knows it benefits the show. You know, she can't help herself, but she also knows that like, tweeting it and and doing all this shady stuff on YouTube and like doing the impersonation, all that stuff. Like she knows that that just drums up more talk and thus more viewers and all these things. And I think that, as you said, I don't think Sweet Tea knew what she was really getting into in that capacity. And so I have a sympathy for her, you know, like I'm sort of like, you know, she seems like a good person and I think that she's a little bit in over her head. I hope that she stays afloat because I, again, I think she she's compelling to me. But um, that's sort of my t- my big takeaway from how she's feeling right now. And um, I believe that because Doctor yeah. Heavenly is everywhere talking about. It's a mess because she just had her too on the on her show when they were doing a whole business thing. And I think that's when she was introducing, I want to say either her teas or like something herbal that she has coming out. Mm. And it seemed like they were, yeah, it it seemed like they were friends. And then now Mm -hmm. I'm just like, ugh. But then you watch, watch what happens live and her and Quad are like, the money. (laughs) Oh, the interpreting impersonation is tough. The impersonation. is tough but on point because it yeah. came from heavenly and heavenly like like she even said on watch what happens live she has no regret like of how she acts and that was my big thing Aaron last season I was like I could not be friends with <laughs> heavenly and you were like no she apologized so <laughs> she does apologize though 
But she. I think Heavenly looks out for your best interest, though. Because at the same time, it's like she's doing all this stuff, but she's setting her up for another season. Because we kind of want to see her back. Like, she's basically like the Giselle that, like, Right. I'm gonna yeah. throw you under the bus, but you need to understand that I'm throwing you a bone. I totally agree. I totally agree with what you're saying, but the, I think the issue in this just uh, exact situation is like, I think I think anybody else who's been around for nine or ten years, like Heavenly has, would pick up on that, right? Like they know that's how she is. They know that, but Sweetie is so new and so green yeah. that like she is not seeing it that way, and like. It, it has to go unspoken from Heavenly. It's like, she's doing this and you have to read, you have to get the subtext, but she isn't getting the subtext. I want to say we talked about this because this conversation was familiar with OC, kind of like what Tamara was doing with the other ladies. Totally. Like, talking shit about oh, them, like, dragging them. Like yeah. Yeah, with that whole thing. like Heavenly. So I think that's, that's what point. she's trying to do. I think I, you're I, right. I hope so, at least. Do you think that uh, Sweet Tea and Quad can eventually maybe build a friendship? It doesn't, I didn't really, It whenever I brought up Kawhi, it didn't seem like she wanted to talk about it. <laughs> I mean, like we talked about her, we talked about her though, but um, she was referring to her mostly as his ex-wife. She wasn't, she was trying, I think she was, it was clear to me she wasn't trying, she was trying not to say her name. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I think that it would be beneficial to both of them to do that. Again, thinking about the future, it's like, if you can if you can come to some sort of truce at the reunion, set it up for some comeback season with a, as a friendship next year. Um, what I would really like to see is a comeback friendship for Quad and Mariah, but that's a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think that Heavenly's doing the dirty work for sure. Qu- I don't think Quad's doing the dirty work. Exactly. Yeah. Quad is not doing the dirty work, and it's like everyone expected Quad to be so bitter and freak out just like in, in that same sense of her showing up to the bachelorette party everyone expected quad to just kind of like shun not film be disgusted by everything when it's like dr heavenly brought this girl on the show but which was kind of like a strike to quad but then she also kind of set this girl up with this strike to sweet tea and it seems that sweet tea is genuinely what they call her sweet tea because she just seems like a nice person like she genuinely yeah. just seems nice she seems innocent she's kind of like a season one Whitney Rose I feel mm, I can you see know? That, yeah. that that kind of a vibe but I see it as far as the show we, we ended with obviously Quad coming to the bachelorette party Toya was more concerned than anyone because he <laughs> invited her over to take a seat and, you know, have a good time. But Toya was like, absolutely the fuck not. And, you know, Quad leaves with Phaedra. This one, it opens and they go over the Dr. Jackie and Dr. Heavenly go over to Phaedra's house to discuss the events of the bachelorette party. And basically they asked Phaedra, why the hell would you do that? And Phaedra was, was saying, without saying, y'all thought that she wasn't going to film this season. There she is. And it was just like a very, I don't know, like it really made me feel like it doesn't matter if I'm not seeing Phaedra's cardiologist. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want her to continue to bring the mess. Yeah, I'm grateful for that. Because she's bringing something to the show. Like, I think she naturally fits in. She's a great addition. She made a a smooth transition. And I can't say the same about a lot of the housewives. I think even with Taylor, when Taylor had kind of came to OC, I was like, "Mm, I don't know how I feel about this. Even though I liked her, I did like her. But it was still like, I wasn't too sure. So how do y'all feel? Hold on. How do y'all feel about her not coming back to OC? What do you, you go first? What What do you think? Oh, I was gonna say like it's it's sad because I did grow to like her. Yeah, I just I didn't dislike. I was kind of indifferent to her as a friend on OC. Mm-hmm. Like I, she did fit in with the group, and I think that she was a fine presence. But like, I was not upset that she's not coming back. 
it, it, to me, it's like we had that one thing with her and Heather over the IMDb stuff. And then it's sort of like, and then she really just showed us like kind of like more like weird quirky vibes, which like I appreciated, but I, I kind of shrugged, you, you know, it, it was a nice experiment. Yeah. I agree like, the Phaedra experiment is working much better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then we obviously are preparing for the wedding. The wedding comes, Dr. Heavenly is not on the list and it's Toya's <laughs> birthday. We know on the outside that there was, there's like a little story that I guess I will get into, but on the show, tell them what happens, Aaron. On the show, Heavenly's not on the list. Toya then laughs and pretends to be concerned. And I also thought that was very funny. She's like, you're not on the list. And she kept giggling. So what happened was, I think that morning they said Sweet Tea took her off the list and talked to the wedding planner. And then Heavenly went behind the scenes and somehow got in while they were doing the vows. So... I, I and I thought that was impossible. I'm like, how did she do this? And why was she so determined to be in this wedding? But then once I seen her perspective, she's like, I'm just showing up to work. I'm like, right. you know, that makes sense. And then I we find out outside of it, well, on Watch What Happens Live, she basically says that, you know, Phaedra got her in. But then I had heard that the realty was Phaedra knew the pastor, and she was like, Heavenly needs to come in. So Phaedra kind of already pulled her dick out and was like, <laughs> Dr. Heavenly is producing a show. She's going to come to Absolutely. this Absolutely. Absolutely. How do yeah. you feel about no, I thought, I, I thought the So the Toya reaction was really sending me. Like, I thought it was, she was sort of like keeping a straight face and concerned. And then when she walked right past, she was, that was, it was like one of those moments. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Um, no, it's like, yeah, cause you're right. Like there was clearly some sort of string pulled behind the scenes. Cause like, otherwise we would have seen footage of like heaven, like running in, you know what I mean? Like, like past security, you know, like take it off the heels and sprinting. So clearly like, yeah, she was led in by somebody, but um, I thought it was hilarious. I thought that like, I'm glad that she, I'm glad she didn't just walk away, you know? Right. Um, Cause that's what they Sweetie were saying. Me they were like, we're, well, we're not going to argue about it. And especially with, Dr. Damon, he's the calm one. So he would probably just be like, okay, we're going. But Heavenly is like, no, we're going in there. So it right. was just so crazy to see. I, I guess there was a moment that we didn't see where like Sweet Tea was waiting to go into the, um, in for the ceremony, like with her dad and Heavenly and Damon were sitting outside and she was like, what are you doing here? Like, blah, 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 blah. And she, and I, she said, this is what she told me in my interview with her. And she said that she, her, that was sort of the first time her dad was seeing her act in like the on-camera way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he was like, what are you talking about? He was, she was like, I'm going <laughs> to, so, so there was a lot of things I think in, in the way that she got in that we did not see. There are several, I think, I interactions that, which that I would love to hear that. about. I would That's love like to hear about caravan footage. I feel totally, and there was some self-shot footage, right? That Heavenly had, I mm -hmm. think. Like, why are we not on the list? And then it cuts mm -hmm. to the camera footage. But so I wish, I wish Heavenly had just had like a GoPro on. <laughs> exactly, she did print, but you know what? Like, they would have cut out the producers coming because it was. Let's just stop. It's the producers. The producers and Phaedra was like, okay, sweet tea. We know this is your wedding, but we got a show to put on, and Doctor. Yeah. Totally. It's coming into the I show. did laugh at that Beef Wellington um, confessional that Sweet Tea did. Like, that was hilarious. She was like, you're going to you eat this Beef Wellington before I put my foot in your ass. <laughs> I love that. No, that's definitely She is funny. I'm sorry. She is really funny, I think. She really is. Intentionally yeah, and unintentionally, I feel like. right. Exactly, exactly. Which, which we love. Like some of my favorite housewives are funny, intentionally and unintentionally. You know, that's <laughs> that's Dorit, that's Lisa Barlow. That's that's a common that's a common uh, trait that I love. <laughs> Definitely. And the episode ends on kind of what like out them out dancing. Yeah, them dancing, like, everything was But Heavenly fun. comes up to Letitia, remember? 
she comes up to her during the dance and, and yeah. Sweet Tea is like, yeah, go away, basically. So Heavenly was trying to have a moment at the reception as well. Which I'm like, like, that happened? Yeah, yeah, at the end, because remember, Sweet Tea tells Heavenly, she's like, I'm mad at mm-hmm. you. And she's like, this is beautiful. Oh, yes, yes. Heavenly is so phony sometimes. I love it. It's just like, I love watching her, but I could never be her friend. And that, I think I put that on threads one day. Um, mm. But yeah, it ends on a happy note. Like, it was a beautiful wedding. Sweet Tea looked beautiful. Everything was carried out amazing. Meanwhile, if you guys I agree. Know where Quad was, Quad was taking a luxurious bubble bath. Love that scene too. I thought it was very important. Important. I like that <laughs> the production quality was different. It was kind of giving Peacock production quality, and it, it was, was like it was like you know blurred <laughs> edges and oh, I could it, it see every strand of her hair, and that's why I was like, "Is this yes. Peacock?" Literally. <laughs> No, it was wow. so good. I was like, we did that. I, you're right. This was very important. Very important. One of the best problems of the year, yeah. in my opinion. And, and and she was just so unbothered because at the end of the day, obviously, we already comp- have been comparing sweet, not only Sweet Tea's personality, but like her goals in the marriage, the money, yeah. and also... Um, just the the way that she's unbothered by this because everyone kept saying, oh, you know, Quad needed to do X, Y, and Z to keep that man. She needed to have a baby. She needed to do this. She needed to do that. But honestly, Dr. Greg was not a loss because we hear a lot about this in the coming episodes and even in the past episodes that Dr. G was very controlling. And we do not know how he acts behind the scenes. And I think maybe during this season, we might get a peek at more of Dr. G's personality that might not be mm-hmm. meshing well with Miss Sweet Tea. Her marriage. Right. <laughs> In Garcelle's voice. <laughs> right, exactly. Really? Erica voice. No, but no, I, I, I agree. Like, I think, I'm, well, I'm curious if like, again, as Quad, I think it's more ingrained into this season. I'm curious if we're going to hear more from her perspective and her experience with Dr. G. Because I feel like we got, we've obviously got gotten that over the years, but I think to, to have a direct comparison now, you know, and to be like, oh, is this what Sweet Tea is going through potentially? Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting just to hear her perspective now that we have this sort of like, okay, this is the new relationship he's in, you know, we know his, and we know his new wife. So I agree. That'd be really interesting. So it's been a great first few episodes, extremely strong, like keep coming back every week for more and we might have you on at the end of the season if you don't mind because if I'll you come guys, back whenever you guys want perfect because if you guys don't already know like Gibbs Sonoma is just like uh Steve aka Faces by Bravo like there are some people like Kendrick like you know Tria like we hold married to medicine in the same regard as we hold housewives because look at the cast it's the same people they're literally in Atlanta they're the same people and like the same people so um we will definitely have you back we'll be chatting more married to medicine and probably only married to medicine and potomac very soon because we have a lot to say with uh potomac it's just i don't get into that voodoo stuff like i don't want to no exactly Exactly. But uh, I think we're going to leave with a potster, and I want to know the same messy ass potster that Andy asked on Watch What Happens Live. Do we think that Sweet Tea and Dr. G are going to last? If so, how long? You are the guest. You have to go first. <laughs> He's like, I just did this interview at six o'clock. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm trying to think of a politically correct answer. I think that. What I'll say is I think that when you ask a question like that or when you're in the relationship, I think with like Sweet Tea and Dr. G, now that they've put this on TV, mm-hmm. it's all, I feel like that factor of like people, because they know people are rooting for them to fail, right? So mm-hmm. I think that factor actually goes into them trying to make it work for a longer time. So, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like we, I don't feel like I know the relationship well enough to even like make that call, but for her sake, I hope so. I, I don't really have anything in the game for Dr. G, but because I'm team quad in that. But like, again, Sweet TC is like a really good person and yeah. she's in love with Dr. G. And if she wants this relationship, I'd like for it to last. I'll just say that. 
Perfect. Aaron? I'd say the Aaron? same thing. No, I'd say the exact same thing. Okay. I like to I like to see it last. Um uh-huh. Because he seems happy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how long do you think that you'd like to see it last for? Forever. forever. And how long? Okay, so then. Everlasting love. Everlasting love. It's going to last forever? <laughs> um, well, there there is some point where we all die. So. Oh. So I don't you think, think they're in it for the long run? Yeah. Yeah, I could say okay. that. Well, what do you thank think? you so much for joining us on. What do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, like don't uh, try to, don't try to do that. Okay, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be straight up. Just like Doctor Heavenly and Quad thinks, if she gets pregnant, it's gonna last a very long time. I'm sure that they are working on it right now. But if she don't yeah. get pregnant, she's gonna see that he has some ways about him that Quad was right about and. You know what? That's when we might get that friendship and that team up. So be that as it may. I'd like to. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see them. But I would also like. But I would also like them to have a baby. So you know what? Right. We'll see so what happens. All depends on what's going on. But I just want to make it clear that we like sweet tea over here, and we yes. love Claude over here, and we love Married to Medicine even more, and we love you for joining us. So we will be talking yeah. to you very soon, everyone. Stream his podcast, stream our podcast. Hit us up on threads on Instagram, uh, not on the other website, but log on to our Patreon, patreon.com slash blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And just thank you again for joining us. Everyone rate us five stars. Please come back. We love you so much. And we'll talk to you on Wednesday for the Pop Culture episode. Bye. A Huda Media Production.